Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello and happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those of you who are in the Los Angeles area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including those right here in the absolutely beautiful, wow, that rain didn't last long, San Francisco Bay Area, the guest call-in number is toll-free, 877-697-9725. Producer Kaina has got the chat room open, so you can log in there, say hi to her, listen in on the episode, and after the show, I will be logging into the chat room to answer to questions, comments, or concerns. So, this episode is focused on, well, is based in a very interesting experience, where my dog pushed me into a river. Now, for those of you who... I've mentioned that I have a beautiful little cabin up in the mountains that I adore completely. I am literally surrounded by trees, and just a little walk down is a part of the San Leandro River. And so there's a section of the river that for the two years that I've been living up there, that during most of the year, the water is low enough and the rocks are very visible and my dog and I would walk across the rocks and go up onto the woods on the other side and he could go out and play primitive or whatever he's doing. He has fun. Well, during the rainy season, that river goes from a nice, gentle, little friendly creek to a very raging, don't even think about it, river. The stones are not even visible. And so all during the winter and during the rainy season, my dog Sam goes up to the edge and he whines and he looks and he tries to figure out a way across. Well, last week, he managed to figure out a way across. He scrambled, he kind of got himself a couple of times, but he got all the way across. He gets to the other side, looks at me, realizing he has no idea how to get back. I'm trying to coax him. He's not going for it. I think I didn't have his leash with me, so I went to started walking back to my cabin to get the leash. He starts crying and barking, and at 7 o'clock in the morning, I don't think anybody else needs to hear that. So I make my way carefully, as I have done for the two and a half years that I've been living up there now. And the whole time that I would be up there, and every time I cross the river, I'm very focused. Okay, I need to step here. I need to step here. All right, let's keep balance. Don't want to fall in the river. So I make it across, trying to, again, coax him across. I rolled some stones into the river, saying maybe he would notice that there's more places to step. So I realized there's a point that has a fairly large flat rock and another rock next to it. And I thought, well, if I go onto that, and maybe I can coax him that far. If I can get him that far, he'll go. So I have my back to him, and I'm trying to negotiate where I'm going to stand and how I'm going to stand so I don't fall in. Well, in that moment, he decided he was going to go for it. He comes bounding across, lands on the rock, pushes me, and into the river I go. Now, 
as I said, you know, this river, it, it was a respectable depth. So I'm sitting chest deep in tremendously cold water. And my dog is over on the other side, dry, looking at me like, oh, you're wet. So in that moment, and it was one of those slow motion things where I could feel myself falling and knowing there was nothing I could do to stop it. And in that moment, oh, man, I've been trying so hard not to fall in, and now I'm falling in. Well, in the next moment when I found myself sitting chest deep in icy cold water, I realized that I was, in fact, only sitting chest deep in icy cold water. I mean, the current was, you know, fairly strong, but, you know, I'm kind of a little round woman. So, you know, I I had a little bit of weight to me, so I didn't go careening off anywhere. I was able to stand up, make my way up, and, you know, and actually now I know why dogs like shaking water on people. Because I got up to the side and I shook water on him, and actually it is kind of fun. So I, I can get why dogs like doing that. But as I'm making my way back up the hill to the cabin, I realized that all of my concern about falling into the river was gone. I was no longer worried about it. I have experienced it, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, and, oh, maybe I'll slip and fall and hit my head on a rock and, you know, drown and all this other stuff and all these weird stories I told myself. Pretty much all I got was wet, and it was chilly, but I knew that in a matter of minutes I would be able to dry off and, you know, maybe have a nice hot shower and I'd be perfectly fine. So I began to think about all of the story that I had built up in my head about what would happen if I fell into the river and I had to work not to fall into the river. And then when I did, it really was no big deal. And I started looking back in my life at things that in the moment I told myself, well, I can't let this happen. I can't do this. I can't deal with this. And then when it happened, I dealt with it. And I made it happen and it wasn't fun, but I figured it out. And there were a couple of things that I took from that. One, that even the things that I thought that there was no way I could make it through, I was able to make it through. And two, I realized I didn't have to make it through alone. Something can be very overwhelming when you're doing it by yourself. And whether it's getting back into shape and starting a dieting and exercise program or it's working through something, you know, trying to put together a project, when you're the only one doing it, it can be overwhelming. And I look back on times in my life with things that, oh, my gosh, if this were to occur in my life, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't do it. One of them was after my mother, losing both my mother and my sister to breast cancer, uh, I had a mammogram come up positive. And up until that point, until I got that phone call, and this was the same year that, you know, my marriage ended and there was a lot of change in my life. And I always said, well, I'll be okay as long as I don't have cancer. I'll be okay as long as, as I don't have somebody tell me that I have breast cancer because that I cannot, I can't manage because I was the one who took care of them. And I felt if if I get sick, no one's going to take care of me and I have to be the strong person and how am I going to deal with my sons? And I created this whole story 
And so I had a mammogram come up positive, and I needed to have a biopsy done. And I went into a space of, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. And fortunately, with the help of, of family and friends, and and I let people know that, you know, something was going on, that it was really hard for me. And what I got back was, you're going to be okay because we're going to take care of you. It's all right. You don't have to worry about it. And, you know, and I did a lot of spiritual work around it. I did a lot of meditation. I did a lot of real deep soul searching because it wasn't the cancer that I was afraid of. I was afraid of not having someone there to take care of me. And one of the blessings out of that whole situation was I found out how loved I am. I found out people were saying, you know, it's like, of course we're going to take care of you. Of course we're going to be there for you. Well, the biopsy came back benign, and I was I was really happy about that. And by the time I got the results, I was okay with whatever the results would be. It's like, you know what, whatever these results are, I will handle it because I'm not handling it alone. Later on, um, I ended up being one of the, you know, millions of Americans who ended up losing a house to, you know, the subprime, you know, balloon payment and then a crooked lawyer after that. Anyway, there was this whole thing. And I was going to lose my house. And I said, I cannot bear to do this. I can't do this. I can't lose this house. It's too hard. And I cannot bear it. And once again... Friends came up. I had offers of people saying, hey, come stay with us. Hey, you know, we'll do this. Hey, we can, we can you know, we'll, we'll do this together. And, you know, it turned out I did lose my house. And I ended up with the home I've always dreamed of. And I ended up, once again, finding out that, you know, the people who were close to me, the people who I really mattered to were there for me. It wasn't just about me doing stuff for them and me being strong for them because, you know, it's very easy to get wrapped up in that whole place of, well, I'm the strong person and nobody else can be as strong as I am. And, you know, I, I can't let the mask slip. I can't let this down. Oh, my gosh, yes, we can. We can talk to a friend and say, man, I'm just, I'm just so scared. I'm so, you know, and, and, and have them go, you know what? It's going to be okay. We're going to find you a place. We're going to find you the perfect place. And to, you know, if if it were not for producer Kina, my dear friend, my chosen family, she was the one who found the place for me. And she didn't let me give up. And for that, I truly am grateful because there were points when I didn't feel I had the strength. And that's the really cool part is that, you know, when we're facing, when we're on the edge, when we're just getting knocked into the river and all of the hard stories that we tell ourselves about what's going to happen when we fall in, when somebody's there to say, hey, no worries, I got a towel on this side. You know, you may get wet, but we'll dry you off. We'll take care of you. We're going to be there. You know, you're not alone. And because my nature was always to be the one to take care of folks, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to learn to do was to allow myself to be taken care of. And 
and you know when I had my biopsy, there was somebody who was there with me, and even though they're not really in my life anymore, in that moment, it really felt good to have someone there and you know when I was going through losing my house, there was someone who you know really got me to look at it from a different perspective. And although he's not in my life as much anymore, in that moment, I'm really grateful that he was because maybe that was part of of the contract. And when we allow people to come in and say, you know what, maybe you got wet, but that's okay. All it is is you got wet, we can manage this. And while, yeah, sometimes we have to figure it out on our own, we don't always have to. And even if somebody can't do anything to help, they can say, hey, you know, I can I can be here when you need me. I can back you up. And when I think of those low points in my life, and it, hindsight is always twenty twenty. When you look back, everything makes sense, and you can put the dots together. And when you're in it, it's kind of tough to connect the dots. When you look behind you and go, okay, I see that this led to that, which led to that. The idea that there were so many times in my life when just when I wasn't able to hold it, there was always somebody who came up and who was there and said, hey, we can do this. It's all right. You know, we can we can manage this. And even if I couldn't quite believe them, it still felt good to hear And I know when I've done that for people, when, you know, they're going through something and it's like, all right, here we are, we're in the eye of the storm and it's just you and me and we can do this and I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, whatever it is that we need to do, we're going to make this okay and you're not going to do this alone. And we find some way to make it happen. You know, that was a saying that I used to hear a lot. Make it happen. And I took it to heart because even when things seemed hopeless, in the back of my mind, I heard that doesn't matter. You're going to make it happen. And then I'd sigh or I'd, you know, whatever, you know, cry or you know, do whatever it is. Then I'd get it out of my system. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. Now it's just a matter of how. Who do I need to talk to? Who can? Who has resources that can be able to assist me? Who has the knowledge that maybe I don't have? Who can help be another set of eyes to look for something? And when you involve other people, and, and choose well. I mean, you know, don't choose the one who is, like, spiraling out of control themselves. You know, and all they're going to do is say, it's like, well, you think you're going through trouble. You should see what I'm going through. It's like, that's not the person you need right at that moment. You know, God bless them, and that's not who you need when you need to be able to lean on somebody. It is important to be able to have that support group, that support network of somebody who's just going to look at you, listen, and say, okay, we're going to make this happen. It's going to be all right. We're going to do this, and right now you don't have to do anything but just be. 
You know, be whatever it is you feel like being. If you want to be sad, if you want to be mad, go get it out of your system because we're going to make this happen. It's going to be okay. As you look through the things that you're going through, whatever choices you're facing, whatever challenges you're facing, it is a lot more overwhelming in our heads. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot scarier. It's, I could slip in the river and fall and bang my head and and nobody would know. And I'm here by myself. And who's going to take care of my dog? And who's going to take care of my cat? And all, all these other things of what could happen. Fear is about worrying about what could happen because of what did happen. Now, I've, I have, you know, slipped in rivers before and I, I don't recall getting anything more than wet, but I do remember that once when I was very young, I was over by the ocean and I got caught by a wave and it sucked me under and it scared the living daylights out of me. So maybe there was a little bit of that that came back up. Maybe there was a little bit of that fear of the moving water and it's making noise and and maybe something of that came in. I don't know. You know, it would be an interesting thing for me to kind of explore within myself, but all I knew was that there was this big bad thing that was going to happen if I fell into the river. And when I did, it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm wet and I'm cold. In the grand scheme of things, that is not a horrible thing to experience. And then after that, it was like this whole thing, the whole fear was completely gone. The idea of falling in the river had no more power over me than anything else. The idea of, you know, if if I had to change residences and and pack up all my stuff and move, I know I've done it, so I can do it again. If a major health issue comes up, I know that people around me have my back. And if I made through made it through once, I can do it again. It's that making it through once piece that is the tricky part. Because actually when we think about it, we probably made through something like it once. Often when I talk to people and, you know, they say it's like, oh, well, this is really horrible. I said, okay, is this the most horrible thing that's ever happened to you? Have you ever been more scared than this before? It's like, well, yeah. Have you ever been more frustrated than this? Well, yeah. Well, then you survived that. You can survive this. If that didn't break you, if that didn't, you know, take everything away from you, then this won't either. And then they think about it, and it's like, well, yeah, it has been worse. I mean, it's certainly been better, but it has been worse. You've survived worse. And sometimes you need to have somebody remind you of that. You need to have, you know, a friend who will play devil's advocate to the point you just want to choke her. <laughs> but they're always going to give that that shiny, you know, almost Pollyanna, God bless them, viewpoint. But it breaks you out of the 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 totally negative side. You know, it's like sometimes you have to swing the pendulum all the way to the other way because 
if I think it's like, oh, well, you know, this person just has this overwhelming happy view of everything, it's like, well, right now I've got an overwhelming sad view of everything. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. But by hearing somebody just say, oh, nope, it's going to be fine, we're going to do this and we're going to take care of this and da-da-da-da, and it's like, okay, I can go there with you. And at least for a few minutes, it's less scary. And one of the best things that we can do for another person is to help it be less scary and see, all right, I mean, you know, you don't have to, you don't make them wrong. You don't make them wrong for feeling upset or angry or anything like that. You can sit with them in it. Allow them to go through it because, you know, at some points we have really depressing things that happen, really upsetting, really sad, really infuriating things. And the best thing we can do is just be honest in the moment and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so upset. Man, I'm irritated. You know, I'm or I'm really sad. Let the person be there because they don't, you know, there's no intention to stay there. They don't even want to stay there. But you just, you know, let them visit for a while, and they get out, get it out of their systems, and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. You're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. How is it going to be all right? We'll figure it out. We'll make it all right. You've made it through worse, and that didn't stop you. This isn't even the worst. So, you know, and we got... If all else fails, there's the phrase, you got nowhere to go but up. You know, it's like, are you as low as you've ever been? This is as low as I've ever been. Well, then there's nowhere to go but up from here. This is where we turn it around. And, you know, it, it's the important thing when you're in that place, let somebody in. Let somebody know that you're scared. Let somebody know that you're frustrated, especially if you're that person who is always the one keeping everything calm for everybody else. You do not lose anything by letting them know that you're scared. In fact, it is an amazing gift. People wait around wanting to be able to comfort that person who always has it together. And when they let that mask slip and say, you know what, I'm scared and I need help. That is like Christmas and and Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Halloween and and New Year's Day and and your birthday all rolled up into one for somebody who wants to be able to give back to someone who's been strong for them. It is such a huge gift to let somebody be there for you. And if you really need to go, you know, it's like, well, I need to kind of work this out on my own, which it's okay. You know, when you have to work something out on your own, we all need to have that, well, I call it time in the cave. I go into my cave and I sit there and and kind of, you know, together what I'm feeling and what I want. And we all need the cave time. And we got to come out of the cave. Because outside of the cave is the collection of people who are there ready to help. Like, okay, you were in there a while. Have you figured it out? What, what is it that you want out of this? Well, you know, I, I, I need this and I need this. All right, we've got the work crew ready. You know, you just say what you need. We'll make it happen. You just sit down, have some lemonade, you're, you'll be fine. And you let them do it. 
Let people help you. Let people in. There's got to be at least one person who is that one friend that you can call on, that you can say, hey, I'm safe with them because I've been there for them and they're going to be here for me. Have that. Embrace it because it's one of the really cool things about being human is we create community. We create relationships. And even though sometimes even man's best friend will push you into a river, and just like that, sometimes we're hurt by the people around us. Sometimes, you know, things get said. Maybe we don't feel like we can trust them anymore. Maybe we feel like there's too much space. We can't get past it. All you have to do is take a step, reach out, call, say, hey, I was just thinking about it. I mean, in the world of, of Internet and email and Facebook and all this other stuff, you know, text messages. Send them out a message saying, I was just thinking about you today and I hope you're doing okay. Maybe they answer, maybe they don't. But at least, you know, you reached out. And you never know what the, what it changes, what one little gesture can do. You know, when I think about, you know, the people who have come into and left my life, each one gave me something very special that helped me become who I am now. And when you have a chance to create a moment, I mean, there's a saying that people are in our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Unfortunately, we're not clued into what that is automatically. And the idea that you can have people in your life who are there for you no matter what. And maybe they were there for you for a particular time. Or maybe they're still waiting to be there for you. And you just have to kind of notice that they're, turn around and notice that they're standing there. But even if they don't, you do what it is that you need to do. Which it's like, you know what? You call, I'll answer. And maybe they call, maybe they don't. But at least you know that, you know, you're there. Because it's all about relationship. It's all about not allowing fear of what could be cheat us out an amazing realm of possibilities. It's about admitting that we're scared and doing it anyway. It's about trusting someone to be there no matter what and to back you up, you know, when someone's got your back. That's a a really amazing thing. And it's about understanding that, you know, things do change. Relationships can change, but it doesn't mean that you have to stop being around that person. It just means that maybe you're two different people now who can get together and have a whole new friendship. That could be tremendously cool. Don't be afraid. The worst thing that's going to happen is that maybe you get wet. Maybe you get cold. And thinking of what could be the best thing to happen, maybe you realize you're not afraid to get cold and wet anymore. Maybe 
reaching out wouldn't be so bad if we think, oh, well, they're not going to call back, they're not going to, they're not going to connect anymore, and they don't like me. Unless you know it for sure, it's all a story. You know, nobody likes to be rejected. Nobody likes to feel abandoned. But we are a community in one way or another. So take a risk. Be willing to fall into the river. Make sure you reduce the, you know, as many risky variables as possible. But fear requires the past to survive. And worrying about what could happen because of what did happen is not going to let you move too far forward. Take a risk, take the leap of faith, and trust that there are people around you who do have your back. All you have to do is turn around and notice them. So I want to thank you for joining me again. Uh, We'll be back next week. If you have any questions, you can contact me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. I will also be logging into the chat room right after the show, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, then I'll be happy to answer them through that. Otherwise, until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you the chance to fall into a river and find out it's not as bad as you think. Actually, it's a little exhilarating. And I wish you the realization and the understanding to know that you're not alone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care, everyone.